new day, new beginning. There lies a power in all beginnings. Mornings are a good time. The mind coming from a few hours of sleep. The sankharas of personality have not yet settled in completely. And we may witness some of their assembly. And we have a say in this, that we have a greater awareness of how this actually is a composite picture. It's a puzzle. We patch together our notion of who we are from our memories from yesterday, from things we feel right now, from fears, anticipations, longings, fantasies about how it will be. And yet the part that we can truly know is right in front of us. All genuine knowing is knowing of how things are now. Awakening, waking up, is not a glorious kind of state where you get hit in the hit in the back and kind of buy a golden boot or something. Awakening is awakening to what is now, waking up to how things are right now. This is the kind of awakening we can practice. The other awakening is a fruition. We cannot practice fruitions. We can practice exercises, we can prepare the ground. So this is the bit we need to look out for, the bit we actually can do. What is it that I can do to make awakening happen right now? First of all, this is two things. This is One is to let go, let go of past, let go of expectations, let go of old perceptions and this is a willingness to let in let in what right now happens even if I might not like it attend to right now even if I don't understand it to be with and let in what takes place right now even if it seems not spectacular even if it doesn't seem attractive or desirable. So, waking up to the now means I have to risk a few things. Risk not knowing who I am, (coughs) what really happens, what is important, Risking to not have a fixed story about myself. Risking the experiences of yesterday. Risking my expertise, my competence. Because if I want to meet what is arising right now, if I want to be awake to it, I have to be awake to it in a childlike, open, direct way. Not a naive way, not a blue-eyed way, but something in me has to acknowledge not knowing. Something has to 
acknowledge a state in which true learning is possible, that I might meet something I do not yet know. This is always an implicit challenge to that part of us which wants to have its asked, be expert, be round, completely competent all around. This part of us feels always slightly threatened if we are supposed to meet something new we don't yet know. So where in my experience right now is that edge? Where is the quiver? Where is that which I can't yet say, which I can't yet verbalize, where I don't have a crisp perception to label it with? The edge. Mindfulness is always going to that edge. Part of mindfulness is stability, continuity, spatial awareness. And another part of it is explorative. It's going to that slightly edge where it may get queasy. Or where I simply do not understand. How do I bear up in that terrain? Terrain of not knowing. Terrain of not being sure. Terrain where I'm off my map. Sometimes this may be vitalizing, even thrilling. Sometimes this may be uneasy. I may feel discomforted or slightly trembling. At any rate, it is in this zone that I probably do my learning. It is in this zone that something genuinely new can happen. It's the edge, sometimes the bleeding edge what I currently know and what I don't yet know. What I currently have the safety to know I can do this and what feels risky because I might not be able to. It might be big or difficult or too much or just beyond my pale. And there is part of us that wants to go back to that which is known, to that which feels safe, to that which we have opinions about. This is me, this is my life, I can do this, I can manage this. Fair enough, it's not completely happy, but I know how to live it. Yes, it's good to know that. And yet there's something more. The truth is there's a Buddha in all of you, a real shimmering Buddha, capable of complete freedom, complete awakening, complete contentedness. (coughs) So let's try something other than what we usually do. Instead of trying to live our lives from a position of safety and confident confidence of 
having learned from our experiences, having become wise in worldly terms, reasonable in grown-up terms. Instead of doing that, let's be a Buddha, nothing less. So this is not Akinjana sitting here, working out his neuroses, but this is a completely awakened Buddha, seeing the Akinjana condition unravel. Completely understanding every Sankara moving there. Understanding the arising, the conditions, understanding the transparency, the connectedness, understanding the wholesome, the unwholesome. And this Buddha completely takes this all in. Doesn't identify with any of it. No thought is going to insult him. If you like a female Buddha, have a female Buddha. Nothing is too low for him or for her to care. Nothing is too stupid to not be taken compassionately up and elucidated. Nothing is too petty, too mean, too stupid or too greedy or too hateful for him or for her to truly understand and in that understanding be able to release it. So be a Buddha right now, rather than watching your mind or vigilantly observing your breath or hoping that your wishes <coughs> would come true and your fears wouldn't. Rather than being that, see, see it all, profoundly, compassionately, see and feel it all. From a point of complete awakening complete freedom, complete understanding, and a heartfelt connection to it. Care for that being and its condition. If this helps you, visualize such a Buddha. Golden, beautiful, huge Buddha statue behind you, which sends a shaft of light into your heart, into your mind, fills your whole body with it, holds you in his or in her lap. Every breath you take touches your world, understands your world, reverberates with your world and releases your world. 